Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Palmerbet on the edge of the box. Oh, it's a straight-up screamer! Download our app today and enjoy straight-up screamers this FIFA World Cup with great odds, great promos and same-game multi at Palmerbet. Gamble responsibly. For gambler's help, call 1-800-858-858. Sports Day for Kia, the Kia EV6 and Sportage, Cars of the Year and Lumo SA, Aussie-owned, made for South Australia. Good evening and welcome to Sports Day SA. I'm Sam Fantasia. I'm alongside Richie Douglas. Uh, we've got a bit of an interesting setup tonight. Hookie's down at Jeps Cross at the hockey, so we've got him down the phone line. So it's going to be a bit of a, um, a, a team effort tonight, Hookie. We're just going to get through. It's going to be fun, boys. Absolutely. Hookie, I'm going to introduce you now. Hello, mate. <laughs> Hello, Sam. Hello, Dougie. Yes. Uh, the best laid plans, we we're planning to do a full outside broadcast live from Mate Stadium where the Adelaide Fire in uh, the Hockey One competition are taking on the New South Wales Pride. I can tell you I am, I've done a couple of things right. I've got a great view of the ground, of the pitch, but I'm also right next to the DJ. So if there's some music blaring <laughs> in the next uh, 30 <laughs> seconds, boys, I, I apologise humbly. But uh, we are doing it thanks to Char Time, the home of freshly brewed tea, thirst tea at Char Time. Explore our ready-made signature drink range inspired by Char Time fan faves. Dougie, the big news of the day, of course, was uh, uh, what we heard late last night, and that was the departure of Brett Ratton from the St Kilda Football Club. Blew me away. Dougie, yep. what was your uh, reaction? I could not believe it. I was just scrolling through Twitter just before I headed off to bed, and uh, I thought it was just a, a joke, really, to be quite honest. You, obviously, you get through trade period, and you think, okay, footy's going to wind down for a little bit, hand it over to the girls to finish their season, and bang, St Kilda have dropped their coach. Uh, staggering. The timing just blows me away. The decision, um, the thought process behind it blows me away. Um, and now what they're left with them, where do they go from here, has really just got me stumped. So I know I'm not alone in those thoughts, and very interesting to to hear the, the press conference of, of Lithuanian and Bassett today and, and try to justify uh, their reasoning, but um, gee, there's going to be some some pressure and some expectation on some uh, on them next year. Let's uh, let's break it down. First of all, first first an obvious question: Were they right to move on Brett Ratton? Forget the fact that they just re-signed him to a two-year contract. Uh, forget the fact that um, th- there's all those uh, issues around the timing. Uh, but were they right to move Brett Ratton on at this particular point in time? Uh, no, I don't believe they were. Um, is he three years in? He's three years into his coaching at the Saints. Um, we know they're off the off the pace, but their start to the year was very good. Uh, so you can see some real upside there. Obviously, they fell away as, as young sides often do, um, throwing a few injuries. But just to give a coach a two year deal, they must have been happy with what he's doing. And obviously, the back half of the year is disappointing. But you just do not. Throw the baby out with the bathwater there. You've got to back him in, um, at least, you know, give him next year to, to, to chip away and try to build on what he achieved earlier this year. But it's just uh, just staggering stuff for me. You know what? I'm, I've got a bit of a different opinion to this, and I think it's it, they've made a terrible mistake to extend him 
for two years in the middle of the year. That was 100 days ago, which is quite staggering to have such a, a huge change of heart in such a short period of time. But I've got to be honest with you, Dougie, I've never really understood what St Kilda Football Club stands for. And I don't know that Brett Ratton has ever been able to redefine that. So just in isolation, I think to myself, if you were serious about taking this club from mediocre to elite, then you've probably got to do something different to what you're doing right now. So yes, I think they made a terrible mistake in the middle of the year, but you can't compound that mistake by sticking with the guy if you don't think he's your man. I, I just reckon you have to move on the guy that you don't reckon is actually going to lift you from the state that you're in to the state you, that you want to be. So from that perspective, I don't have a drama. Here's my big issue, Dougie, and I'll be, I'll get, I'll be really interested in your thoughts on this. The timing stinks to me. The timing was such that they wanted to make sure that they didn't lose a player. They didn't have uh, anyone wobble over where they were at in the trade period. And then at that particular point in time, uh, having sold to all of their current players and to all of the players they were trying to get in, that they're one big happy family, a long-term coach who's going to be here for the long haul. That's the reason why you come to St Kilda. And then the day after trade period finishes, he gets moved on. I reckon that's the smelly part of all of this. Yeah, I agree completely with that. And that's they've thought that through at least. But for me, three years is not enough time from where they've been. They, they, a coach needs a bit of time to be able to build a group, build a list, build belief. It doesn't – footy clubs just don't turn around overnight. And to expect that to happen with Brett Ratton in three years, for me, is just absolutely ludicrous. And they've doubled down their issue now. They get another coach in three years' time. They'll be, they're going to be in the same position. What do they do then? Do they move on again? Do they keep do, making the same mistakes? They need to get someone. And I believe Rats is very good with his relationships with the players. Uh, understand they haven't got um, other positions in the footy club that they, they need um, – field in the right uh, places and with the right people, but they need to stick by someone for a period of time. What's one more year? What are they going to gain next year that they're not going to just get through with rats at the moment? So for me, it's just an absolutely ridiculous decision. They're going to pay a guy out for another two years. Um, I just do not understand it for me. They're jumping at shadows. They have um, bowed to outside noise and the noise about being irrelevant. And for me, they've uh, made a call to probably um, you know, a minority of their um, members that are making a bit of noise and that are uh, not happy with Rats and, and their direction. But for me, they need more time with him. Three years is not enough. We've seen what Nixie's just been able to do now. Little bits of improvement. Um, I'm just staggered that uh, he's been moved on, particularly after being given a two-year contract earlier in the year. Eight double two three double O double O. If you want to have your say, oh four three seven six nine three zero six zero is the text line. We'll be happy to share your thoughts on anything you are interested in in sport. In particular, if you want to have your say, if you're a St Kilda fan, love to hear from you. What do you think, Brett Ratton? Was he your guy? Would you have preferred the club had stuck with him, or are you, are you comfortable that you're paying off a fair bit of debt, but you're going to be making um, you're going to be making a significant change next year? Just to let you know, boys, I'm live at, at Mate Stadium. It's the Hockey One competition round three, and uh, the New South Wales Pride have just scored against the Adelaide Fire. So it is New South New South Wales Fire one. Adelaide Fire Zero uh, in the first quarter here. And you can just probably hear in the background that's being confirmed by the uh, the on-field MC here. So they're going into what they call a, a conversion. It's like the opportunity for a double goal if you score in general play. And it's been brilliantly saved by the Adelaide Fire goalkeeper, Chelsea Bing. So uh, the players run to celebrate with her. That was a big save and a really important save as well. So it's 1-0 here 
in favour of the New South Wales Fire at uh, Mate Stadium at Jeps Cross. Hey, Dougie, I'm interested in your thoughts on this. Craig McRae went and took over the Collingwood Football Club as head coach uh, this year. Uh, they were 17th last year, and they've got all the way through to uh, a preliminary final, essentially a kick away from a grand final. It's an amazing story. Do you think that his achievement has led to clubs deciding to move on with coaches who are perhaps looking a little bit more long-term? Do you reckon he's done a disservice to those sorts of guys? Uh, yeah, potentially, quite potentially. Uh, but I think you've got to look at the list and where St Kilda are at compared to where Collingwood are at. Collingwood have still got – they had four or five A-graders still on their list and they had injuries. They had reasons why they weren't quite, um, you know, where they wanted to be. And it was only two years previously in 2018. I believe they played off in the grand final. So they had the cattle there. They needed to make a few adjustments. I think the game plan potentially got a bit stale. Um, McRae was able to really turn that around really quickly and they got a spike in performance. But for me, there's no guarantees Collingwood are going to be back in the top four next year. I've been in the Crows side a couple of times where we've spiked and jumped the ladder and been pushed up the top four really quickly. And then you get a harder draw. You get hunted by other teams. It becomes a lot harder. Um, and we know what expecta- expectation can do for a footy club. For me, though, I, it just it just has this little sniff that Ross Lyon, you know, the, the only reason I would see them <laughs> moving on um, Brett Ratton, Ross Lyon would be the only guy out there that I would see fit to take over and do a better job than Brett Ratton at the moment. For me, I can't see another untried coach that would be um, suitable for St Kilda. They need strong Leadership, and we seen when Ross was at the Saints, they were relevant. That was a golden period for them. Okay, they never won a premiership. They drew a grand final, played off in in three over five years. He would be the only person for me that I could see why you would move on Ratton to get Ross Lyon back at the Saints. But and I reckon you've already got that deal cut if you make that decision. Surely, yep. just late in the year, you know your guy, and you have him waiting in the wings, and we're going to know. I would imagine in the next 24 hours, if that's the case. If St Kilda Football Club, and here's where I think you're right, Dougie, that this is a ridiculous decision. If the St Kilda Football Club announced tomorrow, right, we're starting a process for a new coach, then this has been a complete bungle. And yep. they, they cannot afford to go two, three, four weeks trying to find a coach, and in a similar way to the Essendon did, tapping on the shoulders of all of these big-name coaches that they'd like and say, would you want to join our process? Right now, they have to go, if they haven't already done it, they have to go out and land their man. And that clearly, right now, the only obvious solution is Ross Lyon. Wouldn't yep. it be amazing what a, what a turn of events if he becomes the, uh, the coach of the Kilda Football Club for a second time? Yeah, full circle. He did that to blindside him with Fremantle, and to do that uh, again would be quite funny. Now, Hooky, we've got a couple of calls on the line, but because we've only got one phone line, I've had to chuck you on hold, mate. And now we're going to go to one of our regulars, Troy in WA. Troy, hello, mate. Do you want to chat about the uh, St. Kilda Football Club? Send me on air. What a star. <laughs> oh, you're too yeah, kind, boy. Troy. <laughs> what do you got, Troy? Oh, you can pay me later. How you going, Dougie? Good, hey, Troy. St. Kilda. Now, it's not just St. Kilda. It's nearly all football club. Now, I've been listening about this all day on different networks and radios and that. Mate, there's people behind it. Uh, Lindsay Fox, um, other people, Grant Thomas. Um, they've had their time in the sun. Nick off. Let somebody else have a go. And if they go back to Ross Lyon, mate, boring. <laughs> Thanks, Troy. Thank you, Troy. I reckon they're... Uh... 
as good a like if you're going to go to Ross, Ross Lyon, you may as well go back to Malcolm Blight, who was uh, unfairly traded. Hookie, I'll just quickly let you address that before we get to Scott, who is a St Kilda fan. Yeah, well, um, uh, I'd love to hear from what Scott's got to say, and always uh, appreciate Troy's opinions. But look, in the end, yeah, I, I am very comfortable with a club having made a mistake, just going, this isn't going to work. We're not going to be mediocre. We are only going for a flag or bust. And you've got to roll the dice. And you, you are not going to do that if you just don't think that Brett Ratton, who I think he's a nice coach, but I don't know what he stands for, as I said before. So I'm very relaxed with the concept that, no, we're cutting, we're running. Yes, we're setting ourselves up for some significant debt. There's going to be some pain. They've got some assistant coaches who've signed up, one of them, Brendan Laid, of course. But just make the decision, go with it, but you've got to find a big name from here. Beautiful. I'll get on to Scott now. Scott, welcome to the program, mate. Yeah, g'day, guys. Um, look, I'm a long-term Saints supporter. I think it's absolutely the right decision. Ratton is terrible. Terrible game plan. I think he had to go. Uh, I didn't agree with appointing him mid-year. Uh, I've supported the club for a long, long time. Ross Lyon, no way, wouldn't get him in a heartbeat. Um, but I just don't think he's up to it. I think he's a nice guy, but tactically, against the really good coaches. And I remember watching, I think we played the Bulldogs in around round 16. I think we were eight goals to one down at quarter time. And I remember Buckley and Luke Hodge both looking at our game plan saying, I don't know what we're trying to do. It's an indictment. He is an indictment on the club. What do you? I, I think it's abs- I think it's absolutely fantastic. They got rid of him. I, I I think we need to go in a new direction and get a new tactical coach. We've got a lot of kids there that have got some potential, and they just haven't been utilised in the right way. And I think we can utilise what we've got. Yes, we don't have an A grade list, but he his time's up, and I'd really like to see us appoint someone who's really up to date with the game plan, modern football. Forget about Ross Lyon, that's gone. But someone who can utilise the young talent that we've got, utilise King. Our forward entries this year were abysmal, absolutely abysmal. And we need to head in a new direction. I applaud Bassett for what he's done. So for me, Scott, what changed from the first half of the year to the second half of the year for you? What what changed? Obviously, the win-loss ratio changed. But why, why do you think that changed? Well, I think we had a soft... We had a softer draw at the start, and I think we probably, you know, had a good pre-season, leapfrogged a few teams, a few teams still finding their way, and we, we played a few of the weaker teams. But then we, when we come up against the, the real hard end of the season, and, you know, towards the end of the year, we played all the good sides. We played Geelong, smacked us. Sydney, smacked us. Brisbane, smacked us. The Bulldogs. And we got pummeled. We were just out outclassed. And it's not so much about... The class as well, you can you can sometimes match it, but the game plan itself. I, I just remember Luke Hodge going, "I don't know what they're doing. What what uh, what is this? What's the system? Where's the defensive zone? What's the setup? What are they trying to do when they go inside fifty? It just looked lost. And I think Laid gone, good, excellent. Get rid of him. Uh, I think they need you know get someone like Lenny Hayes has come to the club. New new ideas. I think Enright. Our uh, defence looks better this year. That we need a new forward line coach. But I think Ratton was lost. And, uh, you know, guys like Hunter Clark wanting to leave, uh, I'll tell you what, Gallagher, he'll be the next to go. Heads will, heads will roll. This is only the start. I think Gallagher, he'll be the next one to go. Really- Beautiful. Sorry to just cut you off there, Scott. We've just got a few other calls waiting. Um, Hooky, I'll just let you on the air. Just have a quick chat there while I get another phone call for us. No, so it's, and it's 2-0 here. Uh, New South Wales pride uh, leading Adelaide Fire. So, 
Uh, Kelsey Bing did a wonderful job, made a save, but uh, rebounded straight back to the player who had made the shot, and uh, she got one past her there. So uh, Adelaide Fire in a bit of trouble late in the first term, 2-0 down. Well, uh, good call by Scott. He's certainly passionate about his Saints, watched a lot of footy. Um, it's going to be interesting to see whether they do go tried or untried, I think, with the next coach. Obviously, the feel amongst the uh, fans has been the uh, game style has been outdated and no real structure that uh, they can see, obviously, uh, this year. But um, it's going to be big to see. I'm not sure, you know, Adam Uze was really uh, close to getting the job at North Melbourne and Essendon. Um, so whether they go, Uze might be the next in line, I would have thought. Um, with the Saints job. Beautiful boys. Dougie, I reckon uh, what we might do, so uh, Kelsey Binks just saved the conversion uh, for a second time, so it's still 2-0 here at, um, at Mark Stadium. I reckon it might be a good opportunity for us to take a short break. We've got a big show coming up. We're hoping to talk to Nova Paris, the 1996 Olympic gold medalist with the Hockey Roos. She's here also at Mate Stadium. We might try and catch up with Jeff Riddle as well. The Kia Sportage has been named the Crown Drive Car of the Year See it at kia.com.au. Sam, if you're ready, mate, we'll take a break. Everyone, you're listening to Sports Day. Sports Day for Kia. The Kia Sportage, drive car of the year. And Lumo Lumo SA, SA. Aussie-owned, made for South Australia. Welcome back. This is Sports Day SA. I'm Sam Fantasia, joined by Richie Douglas. Ben Hook is down at the Hockey at Jeps Cross. We're about to be joined by Hockey SA CEO Jeff Riddle. But before we go to Jeff, we've got Rob on the week's open line. Discover exceptional customer service. Weeks home, discover difference. And Rob, you want to chat about St Kilda? Good day, buddy. How are you? Great, mate. Thanks for jumping on. What yeah. have you got to say one about the Saints? One person, Choco Williams. Choco He's Williams. The man. He's the man. He's, He's the, the man. man. What do you reckon, Dougie? Oh, well, it could do worse. Put it that way. He would shake that place up big time, and that's probably what they need. So I don't mind it. I Cannot see it happening, but he would be great in a uh, advisory sort advisory of. role, uh, overseeing the coaching. I would love to see that. He's done a fantastic job. Uh, we know at Richmond and Melbourne, so he would be. I'd give him a call, absolutely. And well uh, done. I, I love Rob. that call from Rob. Short, sharp, to the point. Yeah, no like waffling around. Rocky Balboa or something like that. Absolutely. Rob's uh, called in a few times, but we've got uh, Hookie and Jeff down at the stadium. Boys, how are you? And welcome. Yes, yeah, Sam, thank you. I am joined by Jeff Riddle. He's the CEO of Hockey South Australia and heading up the Adelaide Fire program that, of course, uh, is underway at the moment. We're in round three. The Adelaide Fire are hosting the New South Wales Pride. I have to be honest, it was a quarter time and the Adelaide Fire were down to nil. Kelsey Bing is our American Olympic goalkeeper who we've recruited in here and she's done a wonderful job of saving the two conversions. But uh, yeah, we're starting a little bit, a little bit slowly here at Mate Stadium. Uh, don't risk missing all of your team's matches on the T20 World Cup on KO Sports. Watch the T20 Cricket World Cup on KO Sports. Of course, on KO Sports as well, you can see the Adelaide Fire in the Hockey One competition. And as I said, Jeff Riddle, the CEO of Hockey SA, has joined us. Jeff, welcome. Hey, Hockey, how are you going? Mate, going really well. I think you know Richard Douglas as well. You've formerly worked uh, in football, of course, now before uh, taking up uh, at hockey. So, uh, Richard, I don't know if you can uh, recall your relationship with uh, Jeff. Just tell us, mate, you've done a wonderful job. I'm looking out over the ground now. It is just absolutely spectacular what you've got set up here. Yeah, thanks, mate. We've um, put a lot of hard work and effort into making the stadium, you know, a bit of a, a mecca for hockey. Um, it's been neglected over the last few years, uh, the presentation and the aesthetics of it. And um, the team's done a wonderful job. And, and you know, we're presented now a world-class facility. Really proud of, of where we're headed. 
Uh, the women have been very, very successful in this competition. They were third in 2019. We've had two years off. They had a wonderful win last week. We think they're struggling at the moment. Mm. But we do seem to have, uh, over the years, developed a really good, strong bunch of women, many of whom have gone on to play in the hockey roost. Yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? Um, yeah, our women's program over the last few years has been, has been fantastic. Um, and men, we've struggled a little bit. Um, but, you know, in, in this team, the fire team, this year we've got uh, obviously Jane Claxton, the, the hockey roo captain. Uh, Hattie Shand is the current hockey roo as well. We've got Gabby Nance, who's an ex-hockey roo, and, and Mickey Spano's played for, for them as well. So we've got a bit of a strong nucleus there. Um, we have started a bit slow tonight, which is disappointing. But um, New South Wales, again, they're a quality team, quality state. They seem to produce Olympian after Olympian, so we're up against it. But um, I think we'll have a, a strong showing in the second half. We're just starting to gel. Our gelling at the moment is causing us some issues. Hockey One is uh, the reincarnation of the, the National Hockey League. What do you think of the format? The teams have sort of moved away from the traditional South Australian name. So we had the Hot Shots yep. and the Suns here. Now we're the Adelaide Fire. It's become more... Uh, a franchise style. You, you're new to it, but do you like uh, that new arrangement? Yeah, I do like it. Um, it, it it's, it's exciting. Um, hockey, hockey needed the rebrand. It, it needed it needs more eyes on the product um, moving forward. And unfortunately, obviously, Hockey One hasn't been around since 2019 because of COVID. So we're just starting to get it back up and running. We're still in the infant stages, but it's a very important product for for the sport um, in each state in order to grow it. Um, when you look at it, Australia sits you know in the top five in men and women. So the competition's world class. Um, in it and it's a great concept as I said we, we just need to invest more time and effort into it so that the general punters can can see it regularly in front of them um, and then I think the sport will thrive from there. You come from a sport like football which has been a traditional men's sport it's trying to embrace women and that's been a huge explosion you've come into a sport that is absolutely 50-50 down mm. the line the women get just as much as the men and you can query a number of other sports. Basketball in particular is probably one I'd put an asterisk alongside and say they really haven't got that same ethos. Uh, having come in and spoken to the board, uh, what's it been like to you to get that message the women are just as important as the men? Yeah, it's fantastic to see. Um, when I, I come from the Sandville, obviously, and, and just as I was leaving, um, you know, women's sport was just booming and I saw the, the rise in, in junior development uh, from when I first started there to when I left, just the numbers go through the roof and, and come into a sport um, where it's 50-50. I, I have a, a massive amount of respect for, for the athletes in this sport and, and the way they go about it. And, you know, they, they don't get paid lots of money. Um, they do it for the love and, and they're serious athletes. And, and to see, um, you know, the men and women on a 50-50 scale, um, it's, really, it's really proud um, mm. to be one of the pioneers in, in, in that um, space there and, and our sport to, to lead the way. So... Yeah, it's fantastic to see, and I'm really proud of them. Uh, let's just talk about the men very quickly, who, we have to be honest, they're winless in the history yeah. of this competition. They went naught from seven in the first season, and they've, uh, they've uh, finished behind on the scoreboard in the first two matches of 2022. But you must be really excited with some of the young up-and-comers, uh, young Holland, young Fred Gray, uh, young Angus Fry. These are uh, the real up-and-comers of the future, and hopefully our next Kookaburra. Yeah, there's some exciting talent in our team. Our biggest issue at the moment, the men's side, is we just don't have the experience that the other other teams do. And, you know, we played against uh, Perth round one and, and they got Tom Wickham and, and Aaron Zalewski running around. There's about six, 700 caps between them. You know, last week, they, and there were still a few other kookaburras in that team. And the last week, we played against Eddie Ockenen, who's up mm. for 400 games. Yeah. Uh, Jamie Beale is, you know, another 200 games. So, you know, we're playing against six, 700 Aussie caps every week and, and we got zero. But, you know, when we look at Jack Holland, he's a super talent. He's got some tricks. Um, I've no doubt he'll play for Australia one day. Fred Gray, super reliable. Um, 
he's over in Perth at the moment. He's training with the Kookaburras. He played for Australia A in Japan a couple of weeks ago. Um, so he's a talent on the rise. And, and I think the more exposure they get, especially through Hockey One, um, it's going to hold them in good stead moving forward. And you never know. Maybe we'll, maybe we'll have some Kookaburras. It's been a while. One more, well, then we'll wrap it up. We'll throw it back to the studio. But uh, it's a bit of a who's who here, mate. We've got <laughs> Colin Batch, who is the uh, head coach of the Kookaburras. Yes. Katrina Powell, the head coach of the Hockey Roos. And Nova Paris, who is hockey and Australian sport royalty. Julian Haslam's just rocked Julian Haslam's just arrived as well. <laughs> yeah. So uh, it's a great night here. And we do have uh, another home game before the season wraps up, which is November 3 on a Thursday yeah. night. Yeah. Just tell us a bit about it. If people want to get along, how do they get a ticket? Yeah, so uh, uh, 3rd of November, Thursday at 6 o'clock. Uh, we've got Hockey Club Melbourne coming across. Um, should be a really good game. They're, they're probably on par with, with us. Um, so two really quality games of hockey. Um, and Ticket Tech book through there and um, we'll see you in a couple of weeks so there you go November 3 the next home game for the Adelaide Fire boys I'll throw it back to you in the studio and in the meantime I'm going to try and hunt down Nova Paris see if we can get her to talk to us here on Sports Day Beautiful. Thanks very much for that, Hooky. Great chat there. It just sounds like a great night down at the hockey, doesn't it? Absolutely. Uh, hockey is a it's a great game. I love when you get the Olympics com games yep. and you watch the hockey. Australia traditionally very, very good at hockey, and uh, they've got their work cut out, haven't they? Trying to get young boys and girls into hockey because we know the expansion of cricket, football, basketball, all these types. So um, they put on a great event and encourage anyone that's uh, looking for something to do go out and check out the hockey at, at Jeps Cross but hey looking forward to our next guest oh mate over Paris absolutely just a legend of well not even Australia sport just of Australia I'd say and um, as a uh, bit of a survivor nuffy it's, um, it's <laughs> <laughs> White Thrones she's done it all yeah um, athletics hockey uh, politics, politics survivor Really? Yeah, yeah, mate, it's a, it's a good resume. Um, before we go to the break, I'll just get this out. Lumo Energy SA is 100% Australian-owned with energy plans and great local rewards made for South Australia. This is Sports Day SA, Sam Fantasia, Richie Douglas, Ben Hook, and hopefully Nova Paris back after the break. Sports Day for Kia, the Kia Sportage, Drive Car of the Year, and Lumo, Lumo SA. SA. Aussie-owned, made for South Australia. Welcome back to Sports Day SA. Sam Fantasia here alongside Richie Douglas. You can get involved in the show. Greg, we haven't forgotten about you, mate. We'll give you a call back in segment four towards the end of the show on the week's open line. Discover exceptional customer service. Weeks homes discover different. Now, I'm hoping that on the week's open line, we've got Ben Hook with an absolute superstar of Australian sport. Hooky, have I got you there, mate? You don't need to hope. You can be absolutely 100% confident. I'm sitting alongside hockey royalty here at Mate Stadium, the 1996 Olympic gold medalist with the Hockey Roos. Nova Paris has joined us. Nova, welcome to Sports Day. Yeah, thanks for having me. We're really pleased that you can be here. He flew in from Darwin, I believe. You've moved back home. Just tell us about the foundation that you've set up. Yeah, so um, when COVID kicked in March 2020, went back to Darwin. Um, yeah, and I just saw on social media, you know, there was a big cry out from a lot of Aboriginal communities around food security. So hence, rather than do nothing and complain about COVID, I started my foundation. So um, we're looking at a couple of the Aboriginal communities on the Tiwi Islands and Yirrkala and East Arnhem land. So food security, um, community laundries and building some social enterprise. So, yeah, just reshaping the way community, community should be and thriving. Uh, Nova, we just spoke in the break, and I'm going to kick it back to Richard and Sam. I'm sure they've got a couple of questions for you shortly. But you revealed to me that way back in the mid-90s, we think 1994, you're one of us. You played for South Australia in the National Hockey League. You played alongside Juliet Haslam, and you won a National League competition yeah. with the Southern Suns. I, I did. Well, well, 
referred to as a Diet Coke son back, back in those days. So, yeah, I jumped uh, ships from the Northern Territory and uh, they weren't too happy about it. But I um, I was convinced to, to become a South Aussie and uh, and played for the Diet Coke Suns. And, yeah, it was incredible. And, you know, I'm very good mates with Juliet and uh, Alison Peake and... Uh, yeah, so it was it was an amazing uh, year that one. Yeah, you're here at the moment in the in the grandstands. You're sitting uh, alongside Juliet Haslam. Yeah. Uh, Katrina Powell is here, of course, as the current coach of the Hockey Roos, your teammate in 1996. Must be nice to get the band back together. Oh, it is. It's always sensational to to get us together. We just sit there and reminisce. And there was a one of the girls missed the goal, and Juliet was like, "You know, if I was on there, I would have got that goal." <laughs> So you're never too old to reminisce about those days, so that's no, good. Uh, what, what do you think of the new competition? We were just speaking before at the uh, the corporate function that was here just before 6 o'clock. Uh, it's, it's had a rebrand. It's had a refresh. As you said, you played for um, the Suns. The New South Wales team was the Arrows. Now they're the Pride. What do you think about the new competition? The yeah, new look? look, it's good. And you can't just be stuck in the dark ages. You know, sports are evolving. Um, it's got to get more exciting and, you know, it's fantastic to see so much young talent along the way and good to see Trini Powell, you know, at every single hockey game looking for that, uh, for the next next fresh one to sort of come through and uh, it was 2032, you know, fast approaching. Uh, you know, it's not hard for a young girl to have dreams and aspirations of being there. We're talking to Nova Paris. We're doing it thanks to Tire Power, Australia's biggest independent tire retailer. Their buying power puts power back in your lane. Dougie, I'm sure you've got a couple of questions you'd love to uh, ask Nova Paris, the Olympic gold medalist. Oh, absolutely, Hook. I don't know where to start. Nova, great to speak with you. Just looking at your career, you, there's nothing you haven't really done. You've done, obviously, the hockey, the, the sprinting, um, survivor, even politics. Just incredible career. Congratulations on all that. I just want to know, though, why did you move from hockey after achieving the ultimate going into into uh, track events? What was the What was the reason behind that? Um, it was actually athletics was my first childhood dream, and um, unfortunately there was no senior athletics up in the Northern Territory. So up until I was 13, 14, I was winning national medals. And funnily enough, I played for the Northern Territory here in Adelaide and made the Australian under-16 schoolgirl team um, when I was 15. So hockey was a pathway for me, and, and I was in the, the structured system, making under-18s and all the rest of it. And so... I knew where I was going with that, but it was in 1994 after we'd won our World Cup in Dublin. Um, I didn't go back to Darwin, so I used to do boundary umpiring to keep me fit, would you believe? <laughs> but I, I stayed in, in Perth and I was at the park one day and, and Dean Capabianco and his crew saw me training and the coach said to me, gosh, you can bloody run. And he said, you should run some of the, uh, the pro races. So around November, I ran a couple of um, pro meets in Western Australia and I won them. And then I came here and I won the Bay Sheffield. Of course. I won the Bay Sheffield. And so that was like, and he said, well, don't stop now. Keep going. And so I ended up running 1995 nationals and finishing the top eight in Australia in the one and the two. So that sort of planted the seed. And I knew, you know, Sydney had the, the Olympics. And so I said to myself, I had this other goal going that if I win an Olympic gold medal, I was going to find another mountain to climb and that be with athletics. So that was hence the reason why I, I changed sports. So I had the two goals going at the one time. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. And just for young girls growing up, we've touched on the athletics, but getting back into the hockey, particularly young girls, you know, we know about the expansions of AFL and cricket and the like, what drew you to hockey? And what, you know, if you're a young girl out there, why would you, why should you choose hockey? Oh, look, 
hockey, not only, you know, it's, it's a family sport, but also um, it's, it's challenging. It's, it's a physical sport. It's, it's a, a sport where if you apply yourself, you can always get better. Um, but I, I started playing hockey because my mum played it, you know, in the off-season to, to footy and that sort of stuff. Um, hockey was a big dry-season sport. And mm. so my mum and, and uncles played it. So that by the time I had a stick in my hand, I, um, I, I was running around with, a, with playing hockey. But I actually would never forget that I met all of the 1988 Olympic um, hockey route girls back yeah. then. They came up to Darwin for an acclimatisation camp before they went on and won gold at the Seoul Olympics. So I got to rub shoulders with the, the best of the best when I was all of 17 years old. So I was like a deer in the headlights. Mm. And, you know, I sort of feel with the sport of hockey, you know, there's so many champions that come out of um, South Australia. And sadly, you know, one of them passed away this year and Sandy Pisani, and she was one of my heroes. And I just love watching her play. So... And, you know, it's, it's a sport where you can reach and touch your, your heroes, I suppose. And so it's a great sport to be involved in. And, and all my kids have played hockey. And I've got one young daughter actually played for South Australia this year yes. in, in Perth. She, she was a, um, a Northern Territory ring-in that ended up playing for South Australia. So, you know, I, I love the sport of hockey. And, and even though I moved away from it, you know, I always find myself back in it. Hey, Dougie, you talked about uh, Nova Paris doing everything, Olympic hockey, athletics, uh, politics, uh, you name it. She has achieved it. Um, but, Nova, just tell us a little bit about the trick that you completed solo last week. <laughs> I did. I finished the um, – I did the Kokoda track. Um, it was something that I always have wanted to do. And, and in May, uh, April, May this year, I, I committed to it because my great-grandfather was a sergeant who was part of the 2nd, 16th Battalion that uh, fought um, in Kokoda. And so I did some more family research and history and, and decided to trek alone with my great-grandfather's 1939 Bible around my neck. So I trekked 128 kilometres, the hardest thing I've ever done in my life, both physically, mentally and spiritually. And um, can recommend to, to anyone who really wants to entrench themselves in, in Australian history, but also to appreciate, you know, what we have now, the freedoms that we have. We... We owe it to, to our diggers and those who um, fought to give us our freedom. It was an incredible experience. What a story, hey, Dougie? Well, that's, uh, that is absolutely inspirational. Just a wealth of knowledge, a wealth of experience. Um, only still young, though. But what, uh, what is next, I guess, for you? You obviously talked about what you're doing in the communities up north. You've got family, kids. Um, what else have you got in store for us? You've just been a great servant of Australian society and sport what else uh, can we expect in the coming years um i i guess i mean i'd i'd like to go back to kokoda and do it again just next time take some younger kids with me to you know whether it's through leadership i know it's been done so many times but i'd like to continue to do that whilst i can um my son got drafted last year to, to st kilda and he they've just re-signed in this year so I'm looking forward to him being uh, making his debut next year. He almost made it this year, but uh, he got COVID, so unfortunately he couldn't. He had a good season in the VFL. So, you know, even though whilst I'm doing my own things, I, I keep a close eye on what my kids are doing and, and Destiny as well. She um, was in Australia on the 21s indoor hockey squad, so she just finished the camp there. So I'm still active in, in the sporting world, but also like to be a spectator as well. 
that just very quickly. You do know that uh, your son's coach got sacked last night. I know. That's just incredible. That was just mind-boggling. Where mm, I've, Hard I to believe, up, isn't it? Yeah. Rutten, he was just in a, a, a very, very decent human being. Mm. And, you know, I certainly love the fact that, you know, my first year, well, Jack's first year, he got to um, spend some time with him. No, but so great to chat with you. Thank you so much for your time. Uh, we, we have had to sneak out the back just to try and find uh, a spot that was quiet enough that we could deal with this conversation. But I uh, really appreciate your company. Enjoy the evening with all of your old Olympic gold medal winning, winning mates. And thanks for your time on Sports Day. Absolute pleasure. Thanks for having me. Nova Paris there, our guest, thanks to Tyre Power. Uh, we're going to go to a break. On the other side, we're going to wrap things up. Dougie and I are going to lock horns over all of... Uh, the event of the week. And uh, we're going to give our wine, our bet fair lay, uh, the, the lay bin. Looking forward to that. Richard Douglas, Ben Hook. Our guest was Nova Paris. You've been listening to Sports Day. Sports Day for Kia. The Kia Sportage. Drive car of the year. And Lumo SA. Aussie-owned, made for South Australia. Welcome back to Sports Day SA. Sam Fantasia here with you, Richie Douglas. We've got Greg on the line who wants to chat about St Kilda. And then we'll get straight back to Ben Hook. Uh, Greg, hello, mate. What do you want to say about St Kilda and the Brett Radden situation? Yeah, look, I, you know, they, they've been a basket case for, what, nearly 30 years, that club. And it always goes back to their admin. You know, like even when the Crow, Crows beat them in the grand final and they sacked Stan Alves the next day. You know, like, that, that's the sort of club it is. It, it, they've got no comprehension. I think half the problem in that club is the admin in that club. They ought to have a special general meeting um, and, you know, the members should, they should turf out all of their admin because they're obviously not with it. You know, Malcolm Blight got the sack. Uh, they've just gone through, like, everywhere. And, you know, you get a guy like Stan Alves who got him in the grand final. They just lost the grand final. It wasn't much. Um, and then they sack him. And then they sacked the bloke, the bloke who beat them in the grand final a few years later. Greg, we're short on time, but thank you very yeah, much for your call. Guys. Call back anytime. Bye. Beautiful. Hooky, I'm going to bring you back, and we're going to do our Betfair lay-bin. All thanks to Betfair. Play your way on the Caulfield Cup with Betfair. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. Dougie, do you want to kick things off, or Hooky, do you want to go? Go I'll, on, Richard. Yeah, I'll go. Uh, Betfair lay-bin for me is the St Kilda Football Club, but I have a but with that. If they land Ross Lyon, I'm all for it. I think it's a great move. If they don't and they go an untried coach, that is a big Betfair lay-bin for me. That's just poor form. The Betfair lay-bin for me, boys, is uh, those on Twitter who are anonymous trade insiders. (laughs) I am sick to death of all of these troll accounts who think that they know everything about trading. They make it up. They get one in 15 right, and then they try and tell you that they're absolute geniuses. I'm done with them. I have to concede, I do follow one of them. I was going to say, you follow them. What are you doing? I'm absolutely sick of the culture of these trade anonymous trade insiders. They can get in the Betfair lay-bin for me. Well, I was going to say, Hooky, um, I've apparently been one of those insiders over the past couple of weeks for you boys, but I haven't (laughs) been anonymous. Um, I've got got a quick lay-bin. Technology. Sometimes, no matter the best laid plans, you get in an hour and a half early, you try and test the codec and all that sort of stuff. But in the end, we have to get you over the phone. That's the Betfair lay-bin. All thanks to Betfair. Back hey, and we, lay on the cup. Join at betfair.com.au. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. Boys, wrap it up. 
Yeah, let's try and just... I'm going to do a real quick Friday forecast, doomsday scenario for me. You can rely on your local Repco authorised service centre for expert car service book online at repcoservice.com. Doomsday scenario for me, boys. The Sixers lose to the Hawks tomorrow night. That would be fool's goal what they did in Phoenix if they go zero and two. Your doomsday scenario, Dougie? Doomsday scenario for me is if uh, the racing uh, at uh, Caulfield and Sydney in particular uh, impacted heavily by rain and potentially don't go ahead, that is going to have massive implications for the Spring Carnival, particularly the Cox and the Melbourne Cup. That would be uh, that would be uh, really bad. Luckily, it's not at Flemington because that's almost underwater from the Maribyrnong <laughs> River breaking its banks. Uh, most at stake for me, the Strikers uh, taking on the Sixers in the WBBL, they will win. Uh, most of the stake for me is the Aussies tonight against the Poms. Uh, granted, it is just another warm-up game, but they need to get some winning form uh, back in the T20 side. And the sure thing for me, the uh, New South Wales Pride is going to beat the Adelaide Fire. It is 0-5 in favour of the Pride <laughs> right now. So uh, in a bit of trouble there. Back and uh, back and lay bet on Caulfield Cup Day. Join at fitfair.com.au or on our app. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. Well, boys, that wraps us up for another evening, another week as well. So looking forward to uh, doing it all again on Monday. I think Bonds will be in the chair for me, and I'll see you all during the week. Thanks for your company, everyone. You've been listening to Sports Day. Sports Day for Kia, the Kia Sportage, Drive Car of the Year, and Lumo SA, Aussie-owned, made for South Australia. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Mackers, together and loving it. TNCs apply.